Welcome to the Collecting Confidence Podcast, where we'll explore confidence, what it is, why we need it, how we get it, and how we lose it. I'm John Barrett. Welcome to Collecting Confidence. My name is John Barrett, and today we're going to be talking with Joey Krikorian, who is the one of the founding members of the New Podcasters Association. He is also a podcaster himself and has a podcast called Krypton to Alderaan. And today we're going to be talking about help, and I think nothing sums up help like the words of Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And I think that a lot of us, for a lot of us, we feel like reaching out for help is just something that we can't do. We're not brought up to do that. It's not the way we were wired. We've been told, don't. Just buck up. Do it. So we don't reach out for help. But I want you to know that you should and can reach out for help. In fact, if there's somebody out there that is trying to be more confident and would like to reach out for help, you can shoot me an email at john at collectingconfidence.com and I'll be happy to do whatever I can to help you because that's what I try to do. I'm not looking to get money out of it. I just want to help you. So reach out. If you need help, make sure that you get that help. Contact me. Contact someone. That feeling of needing help or even that feeling that you just haven't got it together but you're in a bad place and you don't know what to do. That is a horrible feeling and you have to move, but people are often paralyzed and they can't. I know when the Twin Towers got hit, there were people who fled. There were people who just sat there and were paralyzed and couldn't move. And people had to go back up and get them because they're just sitting at their desk shaking, uncertain what to do next. They knew they were in a bad place, but they didn't know what to do. So if you're in a bad place, make sure that you reach out for help, get some help, and figure out how to get through that. And I think of a story... Back when I was in college at the University of Minnesota, and I was looking for help on what I needed to graduate, and my person who was helping me said, and this is an advisor, this is, I don't know what their real title was, but they were an academic advisor, and they said, you need to take German culture 1945 to present. So I went to sign up for it, and they said it was full, but they said you could sit outside the first day, and after class, you could talk to the instructor and see if she felt there was room for an extra person in the class. So I did. I sat outside and I waited. When class was over, I went in and said, would it be okay if you had one extra student in your class? And she said, that would be fine. So I show up the next day, and 1945 to present, so we're talking about post-World War II and the Reformation Act and all these other things, but she's speaking entirely in German. And I had had one semester of German so far, um, had some in high school, but needed to take one more semester in college. And that was a while ago. And I hadn't used German in three years. And so I was lost. I had no idea what she's talking about. At one point she said Eisenhower or something that I recognized, but the rest of the words were not something we had covered. We did the table, the door, the floor, the window, but we did not cover the things in the Reformation Act. And so after class, I went to the teacher and I said, is this going to be taught entirely in German? And she said, well, the first day I asked everyone what their level of German was, and everybody had lived in Germany for six months on an abroad trip or something similar to that, so they all spoke fluent German. So I agreed to teach in German. Oh, that's going to make it a little tougher for me because I don't even speak Hogan's Heroes German. 
She said, well, that's how class is going to be taught. And I tried. I struggled. I tried. But the textbook that we had was in German, and the tests that we got were in German. And I remember one test, there was a a bunch of miners that came down out of the mines, and there was kids who were very hungry. And the miners threw chalk at the kids, and the kids ate the chalk. And the question was something to the effect of, why do the kids eat the chalk? And I thought they must be so hungry that they're willing to eat chalk. But the problem was is that if you were from Germany, if you were German, you would know that chalk is short for chocolate, like in, in England, a chalky. Let me have a chalky. That's the kind of thing that you would know if you were from Germany, that a chalk is short for chocolate. In Langenscheid's dictionary, chalk means chalk. So I got it wrong, and she thought I was making fun of her. And I said, I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm trying to get through this, but I just am lost. And I asked, I said, is there someone that you can think of that I could hire as a tutor to help me? And she said, well, okay, but it's going to cost money probably. I said, that's fine. I'm already paying money for an education I can't really get. I'd like to get the education, so if I have to pay a little more for a tutor, that's fine. So I paid for a tutor and worked very hard. Still was very lost, but the tutor was able to help on some of the things and give me the guidance that I needed to get through the test with enough competence that I passed the class, which, by the way, was the very last class that I needed to graduate from the University of Minnesota. Sort of. Uh, More about that story at a later date. It's a long story and it gets pretty ugly. But I reached out, I asked for help. And I would just suggest that if you are in a position where you need help, you feel like you just can't get through whatever it is, reach out, get some help because it, it sucks to be in a position where you can't move forward, where you don't know what to do. And at some point, you just have to be like Princess Leia and say, you're my only hope. Today, sharing his story, Joey Krikorian. So stick around and we'll be right back. Joining me now is Joey Krikorian, and Joey is a geologist, podcast host, and co-founder of the New Podcasters Association. Welcome, Joey. Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. And we want to talk about Krypton to Alderaan, which is your podcast, and a couple of other things as well. But we want to first find out what you think confidence means to you. Oh, there's the question. Okay. I'm going to give a bit of a different answer than I think most of your guests give, John. And so confidence to me is this elusive thing. All right, we're going to get into a bunch of that, I think. But certainly an objective and something that I connect to and with sometimes, but it successfully eludes me sometimes. (laughs) Most of the time, I don't mean to like, be funny about that or be hyperbolic about that but it's really it just seems so out of reach sometimes which i think you know it 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 does for a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know i i daydream about going into situations confidently and what that would look like or i retrospectively think about what it would have looked like if i had been confident in a situation 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when, when you think of a confident person, is there someone that you think of and go, wow, that is a confident person? Yeah. You, John, <laughs> <laughs> look at you, podcast host, gymnastics, see pictures of you flying all through the air. I've heard stories of all the stuff you've done. I think there's, you know, my, like you said, my podcast, Krypton to Alderaan, I have a certain amount of bread and butter in like the pop culture world. And as you've said on this podcast before, we tend to put like uh, celebrities up on pedestals, but there's, you know, a certain air of confidence about them. Certainly, I think, you know, let's go this way. In real life, the celebrities and putting them up on a pedestal, you know, and mm -hmm. they seem to have a certain air of confidence around them. In my like nerdy pop culture sci-fi world, I think it's why I'm so attracted to Superman. Like Superman has always been my go-to superhero. It's <laughs> since I can remember that's he's like the comic books I've read, shows, movies. And I think that's why I was so drawn to that character. And in my everyday life, I just try to pull inspiration from the people that are around me. My wonderful partner, Lorelai, is a very confident person. My best friend and podcast co-host, Royce, you know, musician, teacher, best friend, all that stuff. He's a confident person. I look to him for a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, the commu podcast communities I'm involved in, you know, we all try to lift each other up and stuff like that. So what is it about Superman that's so very special? Oh my goodness. There's so much to that question. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much I haven't appreciated about what makes him special until very recent years where I maybe had more of a consciousness about the entire depth of the character. Like I was saying, he's a very confident, I look up to him as a very confident character, but there's so much more depth, especially I think the writing in recent years of like what it means for him to be himself. There's, he's the most powerful being on the planet and just wants to help everyone. He's, uh, he's an immigrant who comes here and is taken in by these two farmers in Kansas and, and they accept him and love him and raise him to be the hero that he is. I mean, there'd be no Superman without the Kents and they're a couple of farmers from Kansas. There's something just so incredible about that story. And then just protecting the, being the savior of the earth, the amount of love he has for like Lois Lane and his family, every single thing about Superman is what makes him special, at least to me. Mm -hmm. I've often thought it's interesting that he has these two different personas, the one that he shows to everyone else and the one that he is when he's on his own, marching in his own, doing his own stuff. And I, I'm wondering, do you see that in real life where people show you one side of themselves that they want to show you or that they expect, you know, this is what Joey would expect me to be <laughs> like. And then in real life, you're something else, but no one will ever know that. Oh man. I think I, I think there's so many answers to this question as well, <laughs> right? Like there's just so much there. Yes. I mean, overall, I think, yes, I, I, I call confidence elusive. I wish I had the ability to be my confident self all the time. You know what I mean? But there's also, I think for a lot of people, a certain level of fake it till you make it. So you put on that persona until you're behind closed doors or, or you use that persona to give you the confidence to know that you could 
have that and continue to use that. We also live in the era of the internet and social media where people feel like they can say or do anything without any consequences on the internet. <laughs> so there's so many different levels to that question as far as people seeing the two sides of people or people existing as two sides. Well, let's go back to the time when we were all first reading comic books as a kid. And you, according to my uh, background history here, grew up in New York. So tell me a little bit about what Joey was like growing up in New York. <laughs> Not a confident kid at all. Uh, I grew up in a time, I don't know how many younger listeners you have, John, but if they're out there, listen to this. There was a time when it was not cool to be a nerd. And I grew up in that time. So there, you know, there's bullying that comes from that, from being the nerdy kid in school. I didn't go to the best school, uh, you know, or, or it wasn't the best school in the best town. Grew up in that town, nerdy little kid, not very confident, bullies, and yeah, I've, I've been trying to think more about this recently. You know, we had these talks on Krypton to Alderaan sometimes about when we started becoming a fan of a thing, and I try to look back, like, when did I become a fan of Star Wars? When did I become a fan of Superman? And it's so hard for me to pinpoint those times, but I try to ask myself why I became a fan of those things. And, you know, there's a certain amount of escapism that I needed to take advantage of living where I lived, living with who I lived with and going to school where I did, you know, and being the nerdy kid. Who was the one that was giving you support back then? That's a, that's a great question, John. There's not a good answer there. I feel like I'm making light of a lot of this stuff there's no good answer. There was no one giving me support back then. Maybe I'll give you a little bit of background of me and why I might be confident deficient, as I put it. I grew up, like I said, in this not-so-great town, going to this not-so-great school, and I grew up raised in part by addict parents, and then later, obviously, recovering addict parents. So there's so much of inherent like validation loss and confidence loss is you're not, you're having to compete with something like drugs and alcohol, which you shouldn't have to compete with and just leaves you flat. I mean, it just leaves you in the darkness. So you know Subconsciously, you might not know what's going on, but you know that your parents are choosing something other than you. And then there are these dramatic changes in the people that you're living with. So it feels like there's two different versions of everyone and you have to compete for the love and validation from these people. That's something that I have struggled with. And again, it, it pointed me in the direction of these escapisms, I think. And, you know, there's so much of it where I'm like, you know, I, I miss, I'm, I miss points in time. I've like got gaps of time missing. So it's hard to keep track of what happened when. And it's, so it's hard to keep track of when I was able to like find these characters and have them be a certain thing for me. I guess that's my long-winded answer of there was no one supporting me. What I'm trying to work on now is me 
revisiting those moments without them being re-traumatizing and support the younger version of myself. You know, that's something we could also talk about how important that is of people in situations where their confidence was not there or leached away from them or the validation wasn't there and the importance of going back to those moments mindfully in later in life and validating yourself like you have the power to do that you can tell that younger version of yourself like what you're feeling right now is valid and it's going to be okay something that i never got in the moment but would love to give myself working on confidence today for me and working on confidence for like 10 year old me right it's totally valid to go back and look at that and say this wasn't good and this did affect me and it you know it's not like you can just shake it off and get past that stuff if you go back to that time when you were dealing with all of that and i know we say we shouldn't compare ourselves to others but did you compare your life to the other kids and say why is mine this way or i I didn't. I don't think I did. I don't remember doing that. But it's because I had no idea that it was different. You know, you're just existing in this world where and and you don't have any idea that a different world exists that you could exist in other than, like I'm saying, these escapisms. So it's so hard in retrospect to have been in those situations. But no, I never compared myself to anything. It's again, another thing I'm going back and thinking about, like, I'm such a big fan of Star Wars today. There's so many things I'm a fan of today. There's so many things, but we'll stick with Star Wars and Superman, which revolve (laughs) around found family. And it wasn't until we asked the question maybe two years ago on Krypton to Alderaan, I asked everybody when they first got into Star Wars and I didn't have an answer. And so I've been trying to go back and think about it. And I think my initial connection was the found family aspect of it and the same for Superman because I maybe subconsciously was looking for that, looking for like the healthy family relationship. You know, the Kents raising this kid who they adopted and like, started having powers and they raised him and loved him to the extent that he became Superman, you know, that kind of thing. Luke being adopted by his aunt and uncle and then all like Star Wars is nothing but found family storytelling. I think that's where my connection comes from, but that only, I'm only aware of that later. You know, there was no one to compare my life to in that time that I understood. Looking, yeah, I'll I'll just end there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so you went on to become a geologist out of uh, out of all of your schooling and everything mm-hmm. i'm wondering and i'll give you a little lead in here from star wars but when luke needs to better himself he gets a mentor in the form of yoda mm-hmm. did you ever get a mentor did you ever get someone that would be in your corner <laughs> i never got a mentor <laughs> do you does it count if you pay them to listen to you speak <laughs> like does a therapist count No, I never had a mentor. I never had like that grade school teacher that meant something to me. You know, I get envious. Lorelai and I were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like I'm I'm envious of the people who say my sixth grade science teacher is the reason why I'm like at jet propulsion laboratory or something. I never had that. It's maybe again, another deficiency. I mean, I did not have good teachers in grade school. I had great teachers in college but I never 
had the mentorship. I was just never looking for it at that point because I didn't understand that it was something that could happen. You know, you go mm-hmm. through life living this way, thinking that people exist this way, this specific way. And so when you're put in a situation to that's potentially healthier or, you know, beneficial in that way, when you f- say you find like the possibility for a mentor, I just didn't know that that existed. And when you were in college, were you a confident college student? No, I don't know if I'd ever in my life used the word confident to describe me, (laughs) with the exception of a couple of years ago, but that's a story maybe we'll get to here. But I would say that I wasn't confident in college. I just kind of existed. It feels like, like I went to class, I did okay. You know, I graduated, I met Royce, my best friend. And that's all great. We had good times. Like it was a blast. I loved college. I loved the school I went to. Shout out to SUNY Oneonta. I loved my professors. You know, I keep in touch with a lot of them to this day. Confidence has just always been something that I've struggled with, which is why I listen to your podcast, John. It's nice to hear (laughs) others. It's the whole it's the whole reason for your podcast, I feel, right, is to allow people to gain the perspective of what confidence means to everybody. And maybe I can sit here and gain my show my perspective and have somebody, a listener out there somewhere say, hey, I went through similar things and I struggle with confidence in the same way, but it's so important to be seen in that way, I think. So we can all benefit from seeing others' perspectives. And I listen to your podcast to see others' perspectives and to, you know, say, this is, this is how they interacted with confidence. This is how they didn't have it and then gained it and try to learn how to do that. Or just say, hey, we're all in the same boat. You know, sometimes we have it and sometimes we don't. We're just here existing and everything's okay. Yeah. The key is to pretend like you're confident. Fake it till you make it. And it is, it is hard for other people to tell whether someone is or isn't confident. If you look at one of those celebrities, you might say, well, this person's incredibly confident. But if you sat down and talked with them, you'd find out, oh my gosh, they're fearful. Their outfit's about to fall apart. They don't know how to walk <laughs> in these heels. They don't like crowds of more than six people. And there's 500 people here. It's sometimes much harder for people internally, but we can't sure. see that because they're good mm-hmm. at hiding it. And the other thing that I think is really what I learned from the podcast, I had someone on who had been on the dance line and she said, you think everyone's looking at you and you think everyone's paying attention to you. And when you mess up, you just are going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I messed up. And it turns out people aren't paying attention to you. And I, I think back to the Star Wars, these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, well, we, okay, we weren't even looking and, for droids. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're so full of yourself. Yeah. Drive on. Yeah. And so I, I do think that we have that problem sometimes where we're the perfectionist and we give other people their vote. It's like, you, you probably thought I was horrible because I missed that. And it's like, no, they, they didn't even know you were in the show. They didn't know you were doing things. So yeah. I, as I learn stuff, I'm and this, the podcast is, for me has been great, is that uh, this is my show. And that's kind of how this is my life, too. And it's what you make of it, what you do with it. And you can either do something with it or not. And you've seen, uh, we'll segue into the uh, new podcasters association, but you've seen people that have come in and can do something with a podcast or not. And they either have or haven't. Uh, tell us about that, how that, how that started. And then uh, what you've seen, what you've seen with people that either make a choice to 
continue or to yeah. not. Yeah, the New Podcaster Association is something I just love it. I I love podcasting and I love helping people podcast. And Amy Spichka and I, who you had on in one of your recent episodes, we co-founded this group for new podcasters. And for me, it was, hey, I don't know. And you don't know. So let's like not know over here together and we can all figure it out together and exist as this community that's very supportive and open. You know, we have a lot of discussions about confidence and about imposter syndrome and about all that stuff. You know, it's existing in this world that you're somewhat reliant on the validation of others and you're reliant on other people liking you. So there's so much to that and it can get a very dangerous and slippery slope. So you really have to like monitor that and be cognizant of it. So I like somebody sees Krypton to Alderaan and they're like, I like Superman and Star Wars. Let me check this out. That's step one. And then they have to like listen to it and like me. And so that's such a big, and, so, and then come back. So that's such a big part of it. Yeah, the New Podcasters Association is just this group for people who are starting out or want to start out podcasting where we can all exist together. Maybe not always confidently, but we help each other with the confidence and we help each other figure it out from basic level of just like putting yourself out there on the internet, being in front of a microphone, showing all of you to the, you know, the more technical stuff, the tech stuff, the audio, the soup to nuts. So it's a really great group and I love it. And I, something we also talk about, you know, I think it's important to mention Podfade is real. And there's some stat, like most podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes. You know, so whether it's a, a confidence issue or what, those people don't keep going and it's sad to see, but we really try to help people get past that. We've had a few members who have dropped off, but we're going pretty strong. We have a group of core members that meet every week and just discuss stuff and we all work through it together. It's a great community. Yeah, there's something nice about knowing, even if you don't know what's going on, there's something nice about knowing that no one else knows what's going on too. And I... <laughs> I remember math class feeling like I don't know how to do this algebra stuff. And the person next to me didn't either. I was like, right. okay, well then that's not so bad. I'm not the only one that doesn't. And I think in podcasting, I still have a lot of questions. I don't have a lot of answers, but it's nice to get together with other people. And they say, yep. yeah, we don't know how to do that either. How do we do this? How do we grow? How do we change? How do we make better sound? Whatever it is that you're trying to do, how do we find new people? It's just nice to know that other people are dealing with the same thing. So at some point, you decided that rather than just be a fan of Superman and the Star Wars, that you wanted to start a podcast. So tell me how that got started. It's a tricky, it was a tricky start. I had bothered Royce about it for about five years before we actually like sat down to do it. But I changed, we'll give another deep answer to this, I think. I love Star Wars to death, like maybe to a fault. Like I will meet a person if if I ever go out to a party or anything again, like I'm a wallflower unless you want to talk about Star Wars. And, and you know, I'm with Lorelai and I bring up Star Wars and, and she's just like, oh, not again. But I changed everything about my life when I turned 30. So I'm in my mid 30s and I, I just hit the reset button on my life. 
I swear this is leading back to the podcast, but I was in a very toxic and emotionally abusive marriage and one day just woke up and realized it was it's such a weird it was such a weird feeling but just to wake up and realize that 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 was what that relationship was and so that ended and I started to take care of myself I I was not taking care of myself I was not healthy mentally or physically and so that day changed my life and after that day I started bettering myself mentally and physically which included going to therapy which is for has such a huge stigma on it in this country but it's like the best thing anyone can do and that's the point that I mentioned earlier where I started to have confidence and what an eye-opening experience it was for what I would consider to be, it's the only time in my life I can point to, to be like, that's the point in time that I had confidence. And then was the time I was like, you know what? I love this stuff. I'm listening to so many podcasts. I know a lot about these topics and I like what I have to say, which is maybe a little bit too confident. But at that point I was like, let's do this. I would love to start a podcast. And so I pitched the thing to Royce. We had some back and forths about it. And eventually Two years ago, I think a little over two years ago now, we started Krypton to Alderaan. And when you're doing Krypton to Alderaan, you're talking about stuff that you know, and you come across as very confident. And I, I do think that's interesting, though, because I think for a lot of people, there are so many things that they don't know well, and that really adds to their lack of confidence. Like, I don't know what's going on in the political world, so I don't talk about it because exactly. I'll look stupid. You know, yeah. what, Ike isn't president still, what? <laughs> But that's the, you know, the thing is that if you are prepared, I think it's easier for people to come across as confident and some people aren't as outgoing. So if you go, for example, if you go to a party, you might want to be that wallflower until someone talks Star Wars, but then you really know Star Wars. Yeah. But it's the other stuff and the ad-libbing other things. And some people just aren't, I think that's not their strong suit is the quick banter and being able to talk about whatever. And it does make it very uncomfortable. I did a poll on the, on Instagram about which thing was the most awkward for you talking at a business meeting being on stage or making small talk at a party right and the small talk at a party was the thing that bothered people the most and I, to me i mean that's i guess that's where i guess i would i don't know if it's confident or just stupid but i'm happy to talk to anybody about anything my kids will laugh and say you know you could go to the wrong wedding reception and not notice and not care and that would be, you know, just, hey, a room full of people, let's go meet them. So I'm curious for, for you, as you're doing this podcast now, and as you're having success, and you're getting more episodes out there, does that help your confidence? <laughs> it probably does. Sometimes it really does not. Sometimes it has the really opposite terrible effect, like we'll stop recording, and I'll be like, oh my god, that sucks. And <laughs> You know, you talk a lot about this, you talk a lot on your podcast about the inner voice and there's just so much of that. And actually like when I reset my life and started going to therapy, one of the first questions the therapist asked was, whose voice is that? And I was like, what the, whose voice is that? You know, and I had never thought about it. There's something very like special about paying some, paying a person to tell you very obvious things that you'd never thought about in your life. 
And it turns out maybe sometimes it's like several different inner voices depending on the oh, trauma dear. or the situation. <laughs> but it's just like they take over in my mind after some of these episodes. And it really has a very like detrimental effect. I just go into a funk. Oh. I don't release the episode for a few days. And it's stuff that, you know, I'm trying to work on. But on the other hand, if we like, if we end the episode and have a really good episode, I'm on cloud nine, you know, I'm like, I'm Star Wars smart. I know my stuff. I made some good points hopefully not too like egotistical about it and we're just like confident about it but uh -huh. i think you can tell in the episodes where i'm kind of getting deflated <laughs> you know i go back and listen and i'm like <laughs> oh i sound like way down here i think it's easy to tell now like with the audio medium uh, i talk about this in the new podcaster association like i write myself little notes in my script like up at the top like sound enthusiastic don't forget to sound enthusiastic you know because there's sometimes where i'm just like uh and there's it's an audio medium none of that get it out of here so i'd like to think it's helping with my confidence i really love doing it there's a little bit of fake it till you make it in there as well maybe that'll be my like closing thing here fake it till you make it but i love podcasting so much and i want it to have a positive impact on my life so that's what i'm working towards See, maybe you just need to reframe those voices and have them be like important to you voices, celebrity voices. So, you know, if you will not podcast, perhaps your sister will, you know, something. Right. <laughs> there is another. I think such a big part of it is re, you know, we, these, when we say the, the term internal voice or whatever similar term, it's almost always construed as a negative meaning and something that i try to do i struggle with but i try really hard to do is flip the script like why wouldn't all of me want me to succeed why are there these pieces and i know why i've explained why earlier in this podcast but i that can't rule my life anymore it ruled my life for 30 years and so there's like 30 years of rewiring to do in my brain but there has to be the point where all of me wants me to succeed. So it's about trying so hard to change that internal voice to say, you did it. Or, you know what? You didn't do it, but that's okay. There's always next right. time. Having the positive or even constructive voice or voices in there, you know, backing you up because... I never had backup, never had validation. So I need to be that for me and changing those, those negative voices to positive and or constructive voices. Well, it's important to surround yourself with people who, and I think that's what the Podcasters Association does is to surround yourself with like-minded people who are trying to succeed, helping each other to succeed, lifting people up. And rather than tearing people down, because I, I talk about this, it's easy to play referee rather than coach and just wait for yes. someone while well, there's an editing mistake, you know, throw the flag yeah. and say, that was wrong. That was a horrible talk, you know, but finding people who are willing to lift you up. And I, I get that in Toastmasters. I get people that lift me up. I get that in the barbershop society that even if you don't sing well, they just encourage you to keep singing. I think the podcasters, the same thing. We love seeing a podcaster succeed, you know, even though we all want to be Joe Rogan, I'm just happy when someone puts out another episode because I know that last episode never really gets announced. You just kind of drop off and fade off into the distance and go find yeah. something else. And 
So I love it when people keep going forward. And I do think that at some point you do have to say, this is me and, and forget the mm-hmm. past because my yep. past is, I don't know if it's sorted, but it's silly. And, and so going forward, I, you know, it's what, it's what I do going forward. It doesn't, the past doesn't matter. It's what I do going forward. And, and that's an, that's a hard thing to, to think about because I don't know the forward. I can think about the past. I can regurgitate the past. I can go over that again and again and again, but I have to be focusing on what's next rather than what was. Yeah. Weird stuff though. But uh, as you've been doing this podcast now, you also branched out into uh, starting to do YouTube. And is that something that you're going to be doing a lot more of? Are we going to be seeing some lightsaber fights between you and Lorelai or what are we going to see? (laughs) Well, if I had it my way, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Actually, so this past weekend was my first like on camera YouTube, there's my face on the internet thing. I made a video about Star Wars a couple of years ago and we put our podcast episodes, the audio on YouTube. But my podcast, my Royce, who I've talked about a lot here, he's the YouTube guy. He's like a YouTube sensation. Royish good looks. Go look him up. He makes Star Wars parody songs. And he always pushes for us to do YouTube videos. And it's just something I've got to, you know, it's on the list. I say it's something I've got to do. No one's really got to do any of this, but it's, you know, it's something I'd like to do. I think it would be good for me, maybe like healthy for me, maybe like the next step for me. And uh, I I do think I'd be good at it. So it's something I want to do more of. I made a TikTok account, I guess is a new thing. Thing that people do <laughs> anyway so i'm like googling how to TikTok Here. and figuring all that out and putting like more of me on the internet under you know under the brand of krypton Alder. i should be putting more shuffle dances out there uh maybe yeah. yeah to those people in the audience listening if you want to see more of me shuffle dancing drop me an email and let me know we'll do that we'll shuffle <laughs> dance if i get enough people we'll do a shuffle dance So so one of the things with podcasting or any of the things that we try is that persistence. And going back to my Star Wars, if I remember correctly, when they were doing the run down the trench to drop the torpedo or whatever into the air shaft, uh, the first one was really close, but it didn't make it. Uh, The first guy did not make it in and just exploded on the surface. And so, but they had to keep going. And so they kept going and they were persistent and then it worked. Talk to me a little bit about what do you think about, about that? Try, try, try again. Is that something that you embrace or do you try it? And if it doesn't work, you go off and do something else. Oh my goodness. It's something that I struggle very hard with. It's something that you have to go through. It's so hard. Like I I think it's another societal thing where we want immediate satisfaction. We want to be good at a thing immediately. And it's so difficult to go through the motions of trying. I was laid off. And we moved to Laramie, Wyoming. Lorelai got a job here. We bought this house that I've been renovating from top to bottom since we moved here. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm YouTubing every day. And it's, in retrospect, maybe not the healthiest thing for me to have (laughs) dove right into because like every day it's a new thing. And like every day it's something that I kind of have to get done. (laughs) So there's like not a whole lot of room for practice. Although I, I am getting better at stuff. But anyway, it's, you know. You're, you're collecting confidence. Something, patience. I'm collecting, I'm trying to collect confidence every day working on this house. 
and it is paying off and I am getting better at stuff. But there is that, there's the, if at first you don't succeed, you know, that cliche, but practice, try, Yoda, do or do not, there is no try, which might on its face seem not that helpful, but I just interviewed a Buddhism professor who taught us the actual meaning of that. So, hey, go listen to Krypton Alderaan. That's a great episode. But there's so much of that and there's so much of trust yourself, patience. You know, I've, like the biggest thing in Star Wars is patience and meditation. All the stuff that, that I try to grab a hold of to steady myself and exist in a more healthy mindset so that I can keep trying so that I don't immediately get discouraged. So that like, if I'm wiring this three-way switch and I don't get it right the first time, luckily I don't get electrocuted, but I can just maybe try again and, and do it until I figure it out instead of like throwing my tools across the room. So not second nature to me, but I'm trying to try. I think it hits my confidence when I see these kids starting off with jobs that are three times what I made at my highest, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, I worked all my life and I got nothing compared to what they're starting with. And they're not, you know, it's okay, but it's not great. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, how much do I suck? So I do think there's some of that. And again, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to exactly. others yet. We, yeah. we always do. Yep. So as you go forward, what are the hopes for the podcast? Have you set goals? And are you a goal setter in general? I am a goal setter. I'm trying to become more of maybe like a realistic goal setter, manage my expectations somewhat. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing the podcast. Obviously, I would love to have more listeners. If people continue to like Star Wars and like comic books and comic book TV shows and pop culture and they keep listening, that's great. We had a big bump last year, which was really nice. I'd love for it to continue to grow. I love making it. I just love talking about the stuff and spending time with the people that I podcast with. So yeah, keep moving forward and uh, maybe get some, pick up some more listeners along the way. Yeah, you guys really know your stuff and I'm definitely out of my league when I'm listening to it, but I enjoy it because it is nice to hear people who know what they're talking about. Like I'm, my son and I are still debating who shot first Han Solo or, you know, all, all those kinds <laughs> was, of things. It, we don't know. It was Han. I'm saying was it? Right, it? Here right now. Um, yeah. All I, right. That's something that I really enjoy, I guess, if we're like, maybe to bring a positive note to maybe what I feel like hasn't been, I haven't brought the most positive notes, but I feel confident when I'm talking about Star Wars, that's for sure. And it's something that's great, whether it's podcasting or talking to someone who talking with someone <laughs> and not at someone about Star Wars, you know, it's nice that feeling that I think is what people feel when they feel confidence, right? This, you know, you mm -hmm. have this welling of maybe, I guess, I guess I'd call it confidence of, of what you're speaking about and the power that you put into what you're speaking about. I love all of that. I assume it's what you get like through the Toastmasters program, which yeah, I've, I've, I've been envious of for a long time. So it's really nice to have that. Well, how can people find out more about you? How can they connect with you or find your podcast? You can find my podcast. We are Krypton to Alderaan. So if you search that, K-R-Y-P-T-O-N to A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N, anywhere, any social media, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, we are everywhere. Coming soon to TikTok, 
uh, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. You have a link tree on your site? I do. There is a link tree on. Uh, All right. We'll make yep. sure that's in the show notes so people can find you there. Excellent. So before we go, do you have a tip that you can give people on how they can try to gain or maintain confidence? Yeah, I would say my number one tip is it is okay to ask for help. Like, again, we live in this society where asking for help is a stigma, maybe especially for men like to talk about their feelings. And I can't stand the I can't stand it when that idea is like put forth in pop culture, especially like in current modern times. It just mm -hmm. blows my mind. But that's what I would say. It is OK to ask for help. Whoever you want to ask, whenever, just please know that that is OK and validate yourself if no one else will. <laughs> yep. Be your, be your own cheerleader first. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I've really had a great time talking with you. And I wish we could have gotten the chickens on here because I know you have chickens running around over there. We do. I'm in Laramie, Wyoming. Very so. happy they've been quiet. The rooster has started to crow at night for some reason now. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> Dear. Yes. Well, thank you very, very much. Yes. Thank you so much, John. May the right, force thank you for, be with you. Yes. Thank you for all the help you're doing, giving to all those other podcasters. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today's tip of the day is flip the script on your internal voice. Use language that encourages you to succeed. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can get more information about confidence and check out the merchandise store on the website at collectingconfidence.com. If you like what you heard, subscribe and pass the link along to a friend who needs to collect confidence. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It's one of the only ways to know if I'm doing a good job. Another way to let me know is to go to the support page. Consider making a small monthly pledge. A pledge as small as the cost of a cup of coffee each month goes a long way to keep the episodes and the information coming your way. The last way to let me know what you think is to drop by our Facebook page or send me an email at john at collectingconfidence.com. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you. Now let's go collect confidence.